Welcome to Vineyard Hopkinton. As we follow Jesus together, we experience the Holy Spirit, create a multicultural community, and pursue kingdom of God justice. Well, friends, when I am... When I started going to this church, I was like 18, me and my sister, you know, kind of make our way into this new church. Um, There's one woman who really welcomed, you know, me and my my sister, and she was just so warm and and smiley and joyful. I think she had met us like one time at church, and she saw us in Walmart, which Walmart was new to our community back then. It was the place to be. Just came right over and talked to us for, you know, 20 minutes, just really she was just so, so nice and caring and, and open. And um, it was very clear to me that this is how a spiritual person is. Not because her life was easy. Even I knew that, you know, single mom, four kids, not, not a great job. Um, but she was just so warm and had peace and joy because she stuck close to Jesus. I said, oh, this is what it means to really follow Jesus. But at the same time, I was torn because if I didn't complain about how stressed out and busy I was, how would people know how important I am? We're in this series, uh, Going Deeper, um, really about putting our roots in deep to the good stuff of following Jesus, letting God increase our passion for him our passion for who he is, what he's done, maturing and really growing strong and deep in the Lord. Today we're looking at um, how to have a spiritual life of blessing, not a religious life of obligation, but a spiritual life of blessing, a, a life that blesses us, equips us, makes our life better. You know, we're told to encourage ourselves in the Lord but how many times do we discourage ourselves in the Lord? We go to God in prayer and we're like, well, I know I should have been here talking to you yesterday morning, but I wasn't. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about this. I should have done that. I ought to have done that. Well, now that I'm done this, let's move on to my problems um, and the other people's problems. And, you know, who told us to do that, Right? It's taken me a while to learn to encourage myself in the Lord. To go before and be like, hi, I'm here. Maybe I wasn't yesterday, but I'm, I'm here. To receive God's love. To cast my burdens on the Lord. Not just to tell him about it. To, to really take my cares before God and encourage myself in the Lord. When was the last time we really felt like, so much happier because we knew Jesus. So much, you know, strong and confident because God. When was the last time we said, my life is so much better because of Jesus? Not like in the, in the negative sense, like, you know, I may have problems, but, you know, it'd be worse without Jesus, which is very true. If you think your life is mediocre right now, try taking Jesus out of the equation. But when's the last time we really felt like, my life is just so good because of Jesus. Jesus is blessing me right now. I have sources of peace and joy and hope that I can draw from right now. My life is better because of Jesus. I think there's a lot of that that God wants for us. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's turn to Scripture and let's pray. 
Jesus, we thank you that when you think about us this morning, you have a smile on your face. We thank you that your thoughts towards us are love for our flourishing and our blessing. Jesus, in this morning, our hearts, our hearts just open to you. Would we receive, Lord God, what you have for us this morning? Would our hearts soften to your love and your grace, your purposes and your plan? Jesus, would our souls strengthen in knowing your will and your purpose over our lives, Lord God? We give you our attention this morning. There's a lot going on in all of our lives. We give you our attention. Jesus, you are the most valuable, important thing in our life. We want to focus on you this morning. Would you speak to our hearts and our minds as we turn to Scripture this morning? Would you guide us and speak to us? Holy Spirit, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, we are going to be in Ephesians 1 this morning. Ephesians 1, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus. Um, So this is Paul, early leader of the church, writing to a kind of uh, moderate-sized group of uh, followers of Jesus in Ephesus. Ephesus was an interesting place, lots of, uh, you know, paganism, um, some of it sophisticated, some of it sleazy. I think we can relate to that, right? There's, you know, some sophistication out there. There's some sleaze out there. It's also the center of the Roman emperor cult. So it's deeply like political, a lot of political uh, fervor uh, and dedication. So we can relate to Ephesus in many ways, to God's holy people who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. Guys, we here are followers of Christ Jesus is written to us. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and all understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, and he chose us in advance 
And he makes everything work out according to his plan. Amen. Amen. This uh, passage starts out with the phrase, every spiritual blessing. That sounds promising. That sounds like a good start. Uh, What is every spiritual blessing? He lists, we are loved. Both before we come to know Jesus and continuing all the days of our life, we are chosen. You were picked specifically on purpose. We have received God's kindness, not his, just his strictness or sternness, his kindness. We can live holy and blameless without carrying around the weights of you know, sin and, and shame. We are adopted, brought into his family as sons and daughters. We have all wisdom and understanding. It's a pretty big thing. We are free, free to live differently, free to live following God. Now, when we say every spiritual blessing, when we talk about a spiritual thing, it doesn't mean like it's otherworldly or like far off. It means of the Spirit. And in the heavenly realms, doesn't just mean like out wherever, you know, heaven is out there. It's a place of union with me and Jesus. It's a place where, where Jesus and I are together. So of the Spirit, it's something we use here and now. We can't get it here, but we use it here and now. You know, if you are peace-filled in the midst of a stressful day, that's something we use right here and right now. We just got to get it from God, get it from that place of union with Jesus. And real love, freedom, holiness, wisdom, these are found in Christ. We see this phrase all throughout this first chapter, in Christ, All praise to God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. God chose us in Christ. God decided to adopt us through Christ. Grace has been poured out on us who belong in Christ because everything is fulfilled in Christ. God's purposes and plans from the beginning of creation to to make people and and be together with his creation, that's been fulfilled in Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. The promises made throughout all the Old Testament to to Israel are fulfilled in, in the church. Everything comes together in Christ. Salvation is bought, not with the blood of old Old Testament lamb sacrifice, but with the blood of Jesus. We have new life in Jesus. All of this comes to us through Christ by what Jesus has done, and it's found in him. The Gospel of John says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. He is full of grace and truth. Out of his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. You know, out of his abundance, we receive gracious blessing, gift after gift from in him. The, like, abundance of spiritual blessings is actually available to us. It's in stock. We don't have to back order it. It's available because of what Jesus has done for us. So, What holds us back? Why do we not experience life like this all the time? Well, I think one of the first things is because we're not in 
price. You know, so often we go looking for peace, not looking for Jesus. We go looking for joy, not looking for Jesus. We go looking for love, not looking for Jesus. But if these things are found in Jesus, we really can't put the the cart before the horse on this one. It's found in Jesus. You know, spiritual blessings are not in and of ourselves. You know, they're not even in church or in doing church things. You know, we, we, can, we can serve, and I think that's, there's spiritual blessing, and we get so much for it. But, if we, but we can serve, it's just like, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm going to do the thing, I'm going get, to get through this. We're not actually in Christ. We can't even go to church and just sit here and be like, well, see if something spiritual materializes in front of me that really compels me and moves me, like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for something amazing. You know, we can go to church and not really enter in. We could even, guys, pray and not really enter into the Spirit. It's just like, my end of the conversation matters in this thing, and sometimes it's not always so edifying. I think about uh, time with God, like time with uh, a, a friend, and um, sometimes I'll have really wonderful friends. I'll spend time with them and say, mm, that wasn't such a great visit. We didn't have such a good conversation. Why not? Well, usually it's because I had my own agenda of things I wanted to, you know, report on or, you know, complain about. And I just didn't open up. I, I, I didn't really go dig deep or say, no, how are, how are you? And so instead we just, you know, did our own thing and then separated and said all the food was good. Um, I didn't melt and open and really I- I engage. Um, Spiritual blessings are not found in just in coming to church, though that helps, right? It's not only just found in prayer, though prayer always, always helps me, always improves my mood, always helps. It's found in Christ. Christ is the one who has purchased peace and freedom and hope and joy for us. And spiritual disciplines, formation, get us into Christ when we are in Christ, then we experience these things. It's in Christ. He's the one who has it. We have to let ourselves into his presence. If we are in Christ, if we know Jesus, if we are forgiven and restored by God, we come and dwell in his presence. And that's when we receive what only he has to offer. As children of God, our natural habitat is the presence of God. That's where we come alive. Our natural habitat is the presence of God. So we're in God's presence. But then also, friends, I think we need to choose his gifts sometimes. Because, you know, there are other things out there to choose from right? There are other quote-unquote blessings out there to choose from outside of Christ. You know, there's, you know, me, there's pleasing people, there's pleasing myself, there's, you know, getting things, there's, there's showing off, there's promoting ourselves, there's accumulating for ourselves. There are lots of other things outside of Christ. And, you know, being in Christ or being in the world, 
they're really different. And it is really hard to straddle both, right? I can't run in the rat race and sit in Christ's peace. I can't do it. Even just in the, the just ordinary, physical, you know, natural realms, I can't do it. If I, if I go to a, a restaurant and they're out of my favorite food, I can't be angry about it and be happy about what I do have, right? I have to choose. There, there's a choice that has to go on. Um, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, um, I had a really busy week. I've actually had busy weeks since a couple months ago, but um, a couple months ago, uh, it was a busy week. Um, I think our youngest had some appo- medical appointments in Boston, which just seems to take forever. And um, I was a little stressed and complaining about this. And uh, I made a vague attempt at praying for it to be better. And it didn't get better. And uh, I realized I had to choose. I had to choose if I wanted to hold on to like, oh, this week is just so hard. And I, I, I can't even relax at all until, you know, this week is all over. And it's just going to, I'm just going to have to, I had to choose whether I wanted to hold on to that or whether I wanted to actually ask Jesus to change some things and give me a good week in the midst of all the busyness, whether I wanted to get the blessing of the world, being able to complain and stress out and tell everyone how busy I was, or the blessing of Jesus, that he gives me peace in the midst of it all, and there's nothing he can't control and get done. It maybe took me a day or two until I finally find I'm going to let go of it Stop trying to get the blessing of the world. Let go and actually get the blessing of God. And guys, let's be honest. What the world has to offer can feel pretty good, especially for the short term. You know, the blessings of the world, you know, they come with a high price tag. But let's be honest. It feels good to complain. We think we need it. I think what we actually need is like transformational, like honesty about the deep, you know, hurts and pain of life. Not like, you know, it's hard for us to open up vulnerably about that. It's much easier for us to complain about, about traffic or whatever. Um, but, you know, it feels good to gripe. Um, it feels good to, to brag and promote ourselves. My husband says I brag about things that no one else cares about. Like, I always, um, I would brag about what good gas mileage my car got. I was like, guys, it gets such great gas mileage. It's like, no one cares. Now, actually, people care a little bit. So, um, but I have a choice. I can, you know, show off what great gas mileage my car gets. Or I can say, I'm grateful to Jesus that I can afford to to fill a a tank of gas, right? Both of them feel good in different ways for different times and different purposes. I have to choose the blessings that I want. What blessings do we want? Um, A couple weeks ago, Stephen and I went on vacation our first, you know, vacation since our honeymoon, you know, no kids. It was amazing. We had a great, great time. Um, we got this nice little Airbnb. And, uh, you know, because we were on vacation, we went out to eat, like, 
every day. We, we went to the grocery store and cooked some meals at home, but, you know, we went out to eat every day, which is like way, way more than usual. And um, I think the first three days, Stephen got better things than I did. Like the, our, our first night there, I, I ordered these delicious fish tacos. They were really good. Stephen got this like seafood thing over this mashed uh, fried plantains that was like, he gave me two bites because he really loves me. And it's like the most delicious thing that I've ever tasted. I forget what the second and third evening were, but like he just kept getting, ordering better things than I did. I started to get a little insecure about it by the fourth night. I had a little bit of food FOMO, fear of missing out. Guys, spiritually, we are not at a menu restaurant. Spiritually, we are at a buffet. And we can go up and get, we can order, we can go up and get what someone else has. And it's taken me a while to realize this because I used to see Christians, you know, like who I talked about in the beginning, who are just so happy or joyful or peaceful in the midst of hard circumstances. And they're like, well, you know, that's just because, and, you know, explain it away. You know, they seem so calm. Well, that's probably just because they don't have the stresses that I do in, in my life. Or they're so happy. Well, you know, that's just because. And then I realized, no, I can, I can go up and get that for myself. I can ask God for that myself. I just got a new spiritual director, and uh, I, I love her. And she just, she talks about Jesus warmly like he's in the room, because he is. I said, oh, that's beautiful. I wish I, wish I was like that. I said, no, I'm going to go up and get that for myself. I'm like, Jesus, I want to speak about you with that same warmth and immediacy, like you're right in the room because you are. It's available to us. It's available to us. Uh, when I was living in Ohio, we had, we had buffets in Ohio. They were kind of terrible and terrible for you. But if you saw somebody with something that you liked, like, oh, that looks good. I'll just go up and get spiritually. Truly, guys, that is our inheritance. And it frees us. You know, when, when someone has something that's not so good, okay, well, you know, I, thank you. I will learn from their mistakes. I, I don't have to make all the mistakes my, myself. It frees us. We are not limited in God's abundance. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah 25 says, um, The Lord of heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world, delicious banquet with clear, uh, well-aged wines, choice meat. We see this image of a feast throughout Scripture. Every other world religion, people offer to the gods. You know, you see those shrines with food offerings. Only in Christianity, God prepares a feast for us. God's plan for his kids is good. He wants us to come and receive. Now, some of this obviously does not happen instantaneously. I think much of my spiritual growth as an adult has happened without me realizing it. There are a couple of things that Really, you know, digging into to prayer with, with other people. Guys, I, I need breakthrough on this. We, we dug into it and prayer felt immediate, you know, release and, and change. 
But for the most part, a lot of my spiritual growth has happened kind of unawares to me. I was just journaling uh, about something the other day, and I uh, remember praying about like, God, you know, I really need to work on my emotional reactivity and whatever a while ago. I was just journaling the other day. I was like, wow, I really have made progress in that. I don't know when. It just, oh, look, it's kind of happened. God works his grace in us when we're not always expecting or, you know, quite tracking with what's happening in us. God works uh, in us. I think we, we need to have a savings account mentality, not a blank check mentality towards God. We deposit in 10 minutes of reading scripture, reading the powerful words of God that soak us into truth. That's a deposit into our savings account. You know, we, we need, you know, an hour of really pouring in. We, we need this and that. We're just making deposits into your savings account. You know what making deposits into your savings account feels like when you do it? Sometimes, not much, right? Here's 20 bucks, but it adds up over time. And sometimes when I get up in the morning to, you know, get up early to to pray or whatever, the rest of the day, I have a flat tire, I forget my lunch, I'm like, it didn't even make my day that much better. It makes me better. But, you know, it's a deposit. It's an investment. It adds up, and it always makes a difference. And there's no better investment. There's no sure investment of our time than in our relationship with God. As we uh, come to a close in this passage, I do, guys, frankly, have a favorite verse in this passage. I'm biased. Um, Verse 5, in love he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will because he wanted to. You know, the point of adoption is to establish a new relationship. You know, no relationship and then you come, make it official, establish a new relationship that wasn't there before. The purpose of election, of us being chosen and called is relational. It's to be loved. It's to be chosen because God wanted to. The letter of Ephesians is all about maturity. The series is about, you know, growing uh, and growing deeper, but it starts with God and what God wants to do. Nowhere are we told to choose ourselves. Nowhere are we told to adopt ourselves. Like, it would be a little ridiculous. Choose, oh, I choose me and pick me. God does it. God does everything. All the requirements, all the conditions for a deep spirituality that blesses us, that encourages us, that makes our life better, all the conditions for that are already laid in place. This is not a self-help project. It's a God project, but we don't sit on the sidelines. We're in the center of his work to bring all things in heaven and earth, all things in our life, into the center of Jesus' love. God has done everything for us. The only thing for us to do is to receive. Worship team, if you guys want to come on up. I just really love this line. Because he wanted to. Because God 
wanted to. I want to respond to God in that same way. Not out of obligation, but out of desire. I want a spiritual life where I just, I want to turn to God. I want to be in Christ, in the center of his love. Let's stand together and pray. And friends, just take a minute and let let desire rise. A desire for the Lord. A desire to be in Him. Tell Jesus what you would like. Jesus, this morning we come to you um, and we know that found in you is the joy and hope and peace and love, the kindness of God that we can find nowhere else in you, in you. And we say this morning that we want to stop looking for it in other places. We want to stop grabbing onto artificial blessings that do not last. We will let go. And receive the fullness of your blessings that you have in abundance for us. If we don't have it, we want to ask for it. And we ask for it this morning, Jesus. Would you show us the riches of your inheritance purchased for us by Jesus Christ? In your name. Mm -hmm.